Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, and thank you so much for joining us for your ROH and TNA post show. I'm still getting used to saying that, Reg. We're still getting used to the brand (laughs) switch over there. But uh, very happy to be back after last week. Very happy to have TNA back on the back of this show. It was kind of fun to run wild there for a while. We didn't have like Dolan Cresta at all. We had all I the like breathing room we wanted. Yeah, but let's <laughs> let's go to a time limit draw with our one-hour deadline here. Mm-hmm. We thank you so much for joining us. This is your ROH Post Show. For my goodness, it is February 1st. Happy Black History Month. I will let Reg speak to that much more appropriately than I can. Um, but happy Black History Month to... Um, all of our, our Black subscribers, our followers, and just to everybody in general, wrestling is for everyone. Fightful is for everyone, as we always say. Um, that includes the Black community, of course. Very excited to get this February of wrestling underway. Feel free to get in your Super Chats. Uh, no Humper Chats tonight, just Super Chats. Thank you so much. Uh, and, of course, we're going to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. That Mercedes gal... She's gonna just she's going to AEW. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> Are you breaking news right now? This is the first I've heard of this ever no, in my life. You know what's so funny is Sean said she's expected to go to AEW for like the past month and a half, and that's still the case. But hey, if you want supplementary details about that, head over to fightfulselect.com and subscribe. Tons of details over there for you about everything. Um, it's a big free agent year. We've said it week over week on this show. You're going to see a lot of people popping back and forth at different promotions. Of course, with AEW working so openly, you're also going to be seeing people that work in AEW, work in Japan, CMLL, everywhere. We've got so much going on in the wrestling news. Uh, In the wrestling news? In the wrestling news. I was going to say in the wrestling world, (laughs) but in the wrestling news as well. Awesome. In general, just uh, I I want to emphasize this because I think it's important. FightfulSelect.com will have all the supplementary information on every story that you have, if not the entire scoop itself. Sean is pretty adamant about not being icky about the paywall when it's injury-related or something like the Vince McMahon story that is going to evolve and, quite frankly, feels like it's going to be evolving for months. That stuff doesn't get paywalled. Sometimes supplemental stuff will. But if you're on the free tier as a free subscriber on Fightful Select as well, you'll have access to that news. Um, and extra details might be behind the paywall, but Sean just has a, a really fair line about what that looks like ethically. So just so you guys know, that's the deal with that. That's going to be going on, but we've got wrestling to talk about, not drama, not any scandals, not any terrible news. 
We got ROH to talk about. Very happy to be back with Reg. Reg, how are you doing? I missed you last week. Always weird. I know. I was just here on this show with a different partner. You guys know what happened when Kate leaves. Shout out to SB3 for coming and joining <laughs> me. Rod Belding of Fightful coming in to do his job. We love him the best. Um, I'm doing fine, though, Kate. Beyond that, I'm trying to stay away from a lot of the news out there. There's an uh, atmospheric river happening in the Bay Area. They say it's, it's rain, but not as much rain as they say. They love these scare tactics to freak us out and get the umbrella and your rain jacket and all this. And you're like, oh, it's raining, but not like I thought it was going to be flooding. But, you know, just trying to stay dry. Watch you're not getting washed away over there. Yeah. Not getting washed <laughs> away. I'm still here. The Ark, Noah hasn't sent the Ark to try to take me <laughs> out yet. And uh, feeling good, though. Glad you're okay. On the East Coast, we get the polar vortex sphere. The, yeah. the it's so cold, you are in a polar vortex sphere. And then it always ends up just being like, it's cold. Uh, we <laughs> are heating up here with some of our ROH episodes. Guys, for the first time ever, uh, my notes got completely deleted. I have the no. rundown. But this is going to, I'll be frank with you, not be my best performance out here, okay? I'm not Tony Storm. I can't deliver performance after performance super, super well. So going to rely on Reg to supplement for me. This never happened, but all my notes crashed and I couldn't get wow. back. So we're going off of this memory, which is off terrifying, and also uh, off of the rundown that Luis gave us. So if there's anything that feels like it's missing, it probably is. But that's a great way to uh, to get super chats going, so you guys can can send in money to remind me how to do my job. But exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I do know and I do remember that we start off the episode. I'm just loving this Dalton Castle stuff, man. Lexi Nair is with Dalton uh, before he storms Val- Ty Valkyrie and Johnny TV's locker room. Jerry Lynn uh, sees everything here and resolves it by booking Johnny TV to face a friend of Dalton Castle's for (laughs) next week. This angle is so fun. I know I was out last week, but I did see see Johnny TV getting pulled on the wire. Johnny TV changed the game last week, honestly. My God. So he was on the Jericho cruise, and I heard from someone on the Jericho cruise that uh, they spoke to him and he said that it was like a trick with um, they tied just like a, three different strings to the back of your shoe. And then the people just <laughs> by the back of your shoe. It's not always the highest tech stuff that gets you in, but a, a fun segment last week, an unbelievably fun story. So we do get Dalton Castle versus uh, I'm sorry, Johnny TV versus a friend of Dalton Castle's next week. <laughs> Do you know who this friend is? Do you want to speculate wildly on who this friend might be? Listen, no scoops from me. Dalton Castle's keeping it very <laughs> tight. He doesn't nut. Nobody knows. I love how they kept being, no, a friend of Dalton Castle. Don't forget, it's Dalton Castle's friend. How many friends does he have, Kate? do we? Can we go through our memory and be like, well, who, one of the boys, that is that going to be the thing? You know, I guess that's the only friends I know that he has up to this point. Um, we did get a backstage later that I, I we've talked about it a lot, but my God, Lexi Nair has just Lexi. grown into an incredible presence all on her own. Her relationship with Dalton in this is so fun. She's like, can you give us a name? Can you give us an eye color? Can you give us a shoe size? Can you give us a hair color? Can you give us a social security number? Can you give us something? Who is this guy? She's trying to do her job, man. Um but he eventually falls back into a bed and you just see his little feet sticking out. Mm-hmm. And first of all, 
giving that away for free. Extremely generous to Dalton Castle. Okay, Honestly. he's not even paywalling that. That's on, not even bro. only fans feet. Okay, um, this has been such a blast. But to just see his little toast up, <laughs> and Lexi just stunted about what to do. He did say it was someone who hasn't even been wrestling that long. He did say it was someone who doesn't even go here, which I thought was fun. So I'm wondering if it's either something I think as obvious as the boys or someone that's not even in our ether to, to maybe pull on with this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very, very excited to see this continue to build. And in general, this in the women's picture, we're getting much, much, much more attention on long-term stories and you love to see it. I'm wondering who who Dalton's friend is. There's nobody that I can kind of think about. I was trying to think about like past people in ROH, and I, I don't think there's anybody available or appropriate to pull Dalton Castle in a mask. Could be fun. I don't know. They're in Texas, I think. I ha honestly have no idea. It could be anybody at this point. Hopefully, it it's could like be Reg. We don't I even mean, know. Listen, I'm not going to give away all my secrets right here on the show. If it is. <laughs> It could oh, be anybody. Tell everybody on Grap City, I bet. No, I'm, I'm gonna send here. the scoop to Sean Rossap and let him get it on Fightful Select. Kate, come on. What do you think this is? I'm trying to be a, 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 think? a business player. It's clearly Okada. <laughs> oh, wait, hold you on. You think it's Okada? Dalton Castle and Okada. Wait a second. No, some points are being made here. Don Castle and Okada is a pretty uh, strong team there. It could be him. If Okada showed up on ROH, people would be so mad. <laughs> They'd be so mad. It's crazy because he's going to NXT. NXT. Don Castle's <laughs> friend Ricardo <laughs> says, see you next week, Johnny Fraud. It could be our friend Ricardo surname that always changes. It could be him. We don't even know. Mm. I'm excited. I really do love this story, though. It's It's been such a blast. And I'm excited yeah. to see it continue. But we move along to Angelico and Serpentico, who take on, I don't want to say the Russell Twins as a white cow. <laughs> the, the Russell, Russell Twins. Twins. <laughs> you can say the Russell Twins. The Russell Twins. I will say Alan Russell and Cameron Russell. Um, <laughs> and this was a competitive little match, but I got to yeah. say, one thing that I appreciated is like Angelica was just lost in the mix for a really long time under the ROH umbrella. You had the TH2 stuff. Um, and then he was kicking around as a singles wrestler, not really doing anything. He's been in singles matches in ROH, which I think is still probably like the way to really, really go. Cause Serpentico is more there to serve a purpose, but yep. getting to see him show out has been a pleasure in this kind of revamped ROH, especially in the past couple months where they've been, really lighting the fire under this product it is so evident that there has been a, a much bigger focus on stuff um getting to see him show out tonight was really really fun this division is taking shape we have tag champions that are around we get to talk about that again in a few minutes uh but this was a perfectly serviceable serviceable match um i just love that we get to see some flash from angelico because he was just just around before and now we get to see him with some consistency and he's fantastic so uh any thoughts on this yeah i think that uh we always on this show talk about contenders and angelico such a built-in contender everybody the way that people talk about angelico is like 
you would think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. And now we are kind of getting the ability every week to see him in these positions that he should be in. Serpentico, uh, every time they have him and another guy that's on this show later in the show on the same show, I'm always like, why are they doing this to us? But I understand <laughs> positions are being filled. I thought this was a very fun tag match. The Russell Twins are a good tag team. They've been on the BW500. Shout out to Righteous Red on the BW500. Um, and they're... Uh, <laughs> Really talented team, and I love that they got some, like you said, it was a competitive match. It wasn't just Angelico and Serpentico squashing these guys. They showed some offense. They showed some defense. And, yeah, they're building to this tag to tag division, which I think has been shown much more improvement since they made the kingdom the tag champs like they should have been a year ago. Um, I didn't think that Serpentico and Angelico would be one of the teams that they're building up because they've been giving them a couple of consistent wins, but you know, I'm not mad at it. No, there's certainly worse things there. It just, to your point, I think kind of feels like uh, a little lopsided and that like Angelico's the breakout guy and Serpentico. We've mostly seen him been around to take not only losses, but silly losses for the <laughs> most part. Both AEW and ROH. So the rebuild is kind of like a mental adjustment a little bit, but I, I do appreciate that we're getting some consistent wins and losses from teams. We're going to talk about more of those in a little bit, but uh, you know, somebody said it in the chat and it's, it's Lord Kev who I'm supposed to only be pulling up super chats, but Lord Kev rules and is very generous to us all the time. Dalton's friend. Yeah. Mercedes, right? I didn't think about it. Yeah, that is. Nor did I. I think that's Dalton's <laughs> big announcement next Wednesday. Is he's gonna undercut Dalton right before the Thursday taping? <laughs> Could you imagine big announcement? Watch ROH tomorrow. People would be again so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of the two. It's, I'm very confident it's one of the two. Mm -hmm. But some good stuff. And we move on to Nyla Rose defeating Amy Camacho. I love, I love Ian and Caprice. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before, guys. I think they're great. But <laughs> sincerely little things of them mentioning that uh, Amy Camacho is someone that was trained by Athena. So I, I love just little seeds like that kind of tied these stories together as we continue down the mountain with Nyla and Athena. Um, shout out to Athena for winning the Fightful in-ring performer of the year on the women's side. Well-deserved. Reg, from the ROH spot, like yeah. it blows my mind that this brand that you and I love and champion that has been turbulent at best over the course of the past year, that it doesn't feel like a ton of people are necessarily paying attention to because of some of that inconsistency and just it's paywalled and a smaller brand. For her to win in-ring performer of the year against Rhea Ripley, again, like it's it's really says so much about her. And I think part of it is she's incredible in the ring. Everybody got to see those matches against Willow and against Billy. And a lot of people talked about the street fight versus Kira Hogan. But I think it was how great she is in the ring and the fact that she's anchored this product on her back mm -hmm. that really kind of drove home the win for her. And it just makes me so, like, it makes my heart so full when you get to see those types of things happen, when you get to see someone break out so much and we get to talk about it on this show because it's it's talent that doesn't always get spotlight like this what a testament to her she was clearly moved by it she uh posted her fightful award online and said that it was the first award she ever won so wow. in a week that's been very turbulent and weird getting to see stuff like that absolutely rules and 
Um, we're here to talk about this Nyla match. Shocker, it was a squash. <laughs> but I loved that it was against one of her trainees. Um, any any thoughts here? It was cool to see, always cool to see fresh faces like Amy Camacho here, but this was the Nyla Rose continues her warpath kind of vibe that we got from this match. Yeah, with the uh, uh, Maya World getting that shot a couple of weeks ago and having a really good showing, and Amy Camacho here, I'm like, yo, Athena's quietly uh, building a little cool stock of wrestlers over there, and yes. I want to know more and see more because everything I've seen so far, I'm like, yo, what's Athena doing? Not only is she well-deserved with this fightful woman's wrestler of the year, essentially, she's taking on this great training role and essentially – looking great while doing it it's like i want to see some more of this training like nyla's been in there trolling but i'm like i really want to see what's going on because it looks like athena's doing some great work with how it's going nyla is 100 ridiculous in all the things that she does <laughs> she did some spots here in this match where i was just like nyla is so insane but i love the heat that she's bringing to athena she's on her neck super hard trying to take out all of her trainees, trying to take out everybody close to her, and just really uh, showing that she wants to be the next ROH Women's World Champion, and I'm all for that. I'm at a crossroads because Athena's the MVP, one of the best ever in Ring of Honor champions, but I'm like, Nyla is, you know, putting up a good fight here and the way that she's entertaining every week. I'm like, maybe uh, Nyla's the one to the throne Athena after all this time. Sure, the chat calling out to that uh, reverse fireman's carry cutter, which is oh, cool. that was sick. So so cool mm -hmm. to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that there, it feels like I think because everybody expected to, Athena to drop to Billy, there's kind of seeds of doubt of like, well, if it wasn't then, it could be whenever, right? Yeah. So I, I think um, Nyla, who hasn't been doing a ton on the main roster, but carries. Um, the prestige of being a champion coming in here. It's at least a good fight. There are at least seeds of doubt. We also get a hilarious backstage. <sighs> I just love this woman, man. I've been rooting for her to turn face because she's so damn funny. But like this version of kind of a, a tweener because Athena is obviously such a strong heel is really, really fun. Um, she's basically just like taunting Athena and Lexi Nair is like uh, she's not here because she uh, she had a thing that she had to do, and Isla walks out of the frame and is like, "Oh, okay," and then comes back all psych. Like it's, <laughs> she's so much fun and so playful, but because her presentation is the native beast, right? Like I, I love the contrast between the serious and silly. I'm begging for like a, a true, honest face run out of Isla though, just because she cracks mm. me up so much. <laughs> Right. Any thoughts on that backstage? I'm I'm just loving the interplay here and the consistency of the women's picture getting long women's stories. Yeah, I think that's what I like about it the most is for these last couple of weeks is Nyla's been getting a couple segments to build to the anticipation of having this Athena match. And this backstage segment was another one. She called the guy that she powerbombed through the uh, table last week a fake John Legend. <laughs> so it's just like... <laughs> Nyla's just so like again like I said so ridiculous and she just adds little shots like that and then like the the quickness that she turns it from funny to fear is like <laughs> unmatched so yeah I think this is doing so much to already kind of I want to say reintroduce us maybe to Nyla because there was a time where she kind of played the background role but this is just showing us again how multifaceted she is and that she could be the next uh, women's champ 
Agreed. I forgot. I'm so glad because I know that was in my notes because I was cackling <laughs> at it. The, the fake John Legend thing was so, so great. Loved, loved, loved that. She's the best. Um, very cool to see her. And also what we all assumed in the beginning was that people like Nyla that maybe weren't doing a ton on the main roster right now need yeah. somewhere to go, need somewhere to work. And other people need people to improve with and against. So this is really cool. And also just shout out to the minion angle bleeding into real life here. Like the fact that it's her actual trainees being referred to as minions, I think right. it's just such a fun thing and kind of a nice acknowledgement of um, all of Athena's work. You know, we want to see her elevate from the ROH picture or at least bring that ROH title elsewhere. Um, but that's, that's kind of a cool nod to be like, well, we can use your trainees for this story is, is something that's really cool. I like mm -hmm. to see it. I like to see it. And I like to see my Iron Savages who defeat John Cruz. Very similar build to someone else on the show. <laughs> looks really familiar. I don't, I'm like, what, what is it about him? It's like, I just can't put my finger on it. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of that Serpentico fella, but I know that Serpentico fella wouldn't be sticking around after his match with Nyla Rose no, here. You no know way. what I mean? He's mm -hmm. scared. He's booking it out of there, but it's John, John Cruz. KM and Braxton Hunter in this. The Iron Savages picking up the win. Because I love the Iron Savages and because mm -hmm. I loved Bear Country so much, I've been trying to be patient about the gimmick. And it's really starting to wear thin on me because they haven't really gone anywhere in a bit with that. They're great in the ring. And they're so fun and silly, and I appreciate that week over week. But it felt like they were getting lined up for maybe title shots. They show up here as a trio. We're going to talk about trios that showed up as tag teams again in a little bit. Uh, looking at you, the righteous. What's going on? But, um, you know, I, I want them to have a, a serious title shot. I know we have a lot of breathing room between pay-per-views and ROH, which is normally something I like. But it felt like we were leading toward contendership. And now it's kind of like, what are we doing with them? Great win. They always impress me in the ring. It's super, super fun. Um, I just need them to go somewhere with this because otherwise gimmicks like this feel like they can just burn out really quick. Like if mm -hmm. Tony Storm wasn't champion or doing anything productive week to week, you'd be like, she's a riot. She's incredible. She's so funny on commentary. But who cares? Because it's not really going towards anything. You need to put all this silliness in a context for. Uh, me to continue to be won over by it I think but the match itself perfectly suitable I also just need a little clarity on like tag team or six mm -hmm. man tag team six man <laughs> six man we get a lot of back and forth with that we're getting better there's been a ton of progress in in ROH in this regard but sometimes Jack Jameson is there sometimes it's not yeah I think I would probably slot the uh, Iron Savages into a tag team with what we're building over here. I think they just, I like Jack Jamison a lot. I think he has a place on this roster, but I think having them slotted as a tag team with the division and how it's kind of fleshing out, they're just uh, carry way more weight as a tag team and being over there and doing that would help. I think a lot more because the trios division, as we see, it feels like they're building to um, merging those titles together and, I don't think the Iron Savages have, if they're going to do that, the Iron Savages aren't going to be anywhere near where they need to be in that division in this current form. And I think they just serve more of a purpose in the ROH tag team division because they could do so much more there. 
I agree with you. I'm a little nervous about the six man picture uh, right? on the crossover brands. And this is part of why is it felt like we had some real trios and now it feels like if they pair them up, who's actually going to be getting opportunities is, is something that exactly. makes me a little bit nervous. So, mm-hmm. um, but we will see, we will take it a week at a time. Decent enough match. I just hope yeah. it is all leading to something in the long run here, but we move along to a very heartwarming interview by Ethan Page, who's with Lexi Nair. He's got his purple and pink gear on tonight, um, and that was picked out by his daughter. And I, I this is what I love about Ethan Page promos is um, he says his daughter doesn't really care if he comes home after a win or a loss. He, she points out that he said he was going to come home with a belt, and he doesn't. And the thing that I love about this is I don't think kids really care that much if you win or lose a lot of the time. Like your own kid probably doesn't necessarily care all that much. But if you were to say I'm coming home with the title and you don't, they probably care more about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless it's like a big match or you see your dad getting his butt kicked by Tony Nese or -hmm. things like that. Like they're going to be more like you said you were coming home with this belt and you didn't think. I adore that. Um, very, very baby face. Like he definitely couldn't lose the match if he's going out there with gear that his daughter picked for him. My God. True. <laughs> but he says he's gonna defeat Slim Jim. Slim Jim. <laughs> Slim Jim. He might be. He might be Slim James. Slim J might be Slim J. James he might be Slim Jim. <laughs> He defeats Slim Jims. He snaps into a Slim Jim later. He says he's gonna. <laughs> he says he's gonna continue until he gets that championship. He calls out the R-Weight Men's TV Championship gold, which is cool. Um, but he's got a macho man his way there against the Slim Jim. So. <laughs> my god you think we were sponsored by slim jim with them damn uh add-ins you there think kate? We were <laughs> if they want to kate at fightful.com yeah. if you want us like to that. snap into slim jims you can pay us for very affordable rates i'll eat a bunch of them here on air stuff. i don't care <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> i love it yes um, but uh, Page our... wins against slim j later yeah he kind of has a different presentation now and i like that with slim j because i got yeah. kind of sick of week over week being like oh slim j so silly man that guy can go it feels like they're steering away from that which i'm i'm glad about for a lot of reasons including the fact it just feels very dated and appropriative mm. um but Ethan Page looks great. Slim J is one of the best at selling. Like he really knows how to sell for people. And Ethan having the size advantage, he just looked so strong in this. Um, really liked the match. Really liked the promo. Very, very white meat baby face ish. But I don't think yeah. that's a bad thing as we're establishing Ethan Page. And again, like little things like saying my daughter's asking about the belt, not wins and losses, is the trajectory he's on, right? So. Even in stuff that might feel more generic, I always appreciate that Ethan Page grounds us in that more. But a predictable win, but a good one. Love, love, love Slim Jim, Slim J, <laughs> and his selling in this because Ethan Page has some some uh, very, very hard hitting, high impact looking moves. So the mm-hmm. way he makes those look in the ring, wow, fantastic. Uh, your thoughts on the promo and the match? 
Yeah, uh, as you guys know, we're big Ethan Page fans over mm-hmm. here. I always have been. You more recently came up. Yeah, I'm, 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 it's, it's a new thing. It's a new thing. But somebody in the chat said that uh, Ethan Page is better as a heel, and I'm like, I don't know if I could disagree because Ethan Page is a heel, big time stuff. But if he's doing babyface promos like this, Kate talking about his daughter and how she, you know, little kids. You see pictures of when a wrestler wins a championship. And they take it home and they put it on their baby or their kid. And it's like the cutest picture in the world. Or the kids are just so excited to have those belts. So this is like, it feels real. These are stories we've seen before. And adding his daughter in to not only add on to the story, but kind of add pressure onto himself, I think is in the trajectory of the story that Ethan Page always tells. He's such a, like you said, white meat baby face. And the way that he's, I like earlier in this week, he was selling this match with Slim J's like, I'm going to face an ROH original I've never faced before. I'm really excited about it. He's so much about the brand that he makes everything that he does. He does even more exciting. And I thought he made everything he did exciting on this show today. The match was Slim J. Slim J, like you said, such a great seller. Insane bumper. He takes like the sickest bumps off like the most normal things. It's really likened to shout out to the homie Jack Evans. I remember Jack Evans used to be in AEW. That was forever ago. What happened to Jack Evans? <laughs> Crazy times. Things are different. Angelico's old partner, but uh, he's uh, he, uh, Slim J, Slim Jim, snapping to it, <laughs> is the great bumper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> snapping to a Slim Jim, really good bumper. Ethan <sighs> Page made him look great. We got to see a big ego's edge here. I think. Um, Still, where do you think he lands with this, Kate? Is he going to be the one to beat Kyle Fletcher? Uh, maybe he'll get a shot at Eddie Kingston. We are, he already said he didn't want to be a tag team with Scorpio Sky. Um, him and uh, Kyle Fletcher at final, not final battle, at Supercard of Honor yet to be announced, question mark, I think is a big match, though, so I'm in for it. I feel like today he said TV title. There's something that feels very right about Ethan Page with the TV title. Mm-hmm. Like I, that that feels like a good fit. And um, there's still kind of a lack of clarity around what Eddie Kingston's title is. And if there, uh, if somebody asked me to explain it, I'd be like, three, I don't know. I would have like the. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Carol and HR chart from It's Always Sunny or like the the math equations meme. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, but I will say I like Ethan Page better as a heel too. But he yeah. was inconsistently getting reps for so long and now he's consistently getting reps for so long. Right. I think we don't want to underestimate how powerful a heel turn from him can be if he's establishing a heel turn with the championship or closer to a title shot. Like I, I think True. you don't want to waste that if you can make an impact with it. So that would be my preference. And you have this alliance with Scorpio Sky, who says how long that's going to last. Maybe he turns on Scorpio. He already doesn't want to be a tag team partner with him, right? So mm-hmm. could be a lot of things to sew there. But I kind of like the idea of Ethan Page getting his footing as a face because we were all just sincerely rooting for him to have some screen time. And now that he does. Maybe that heel turn comes at a time where it's going to make him a top heel because he's climbing up the charts right now. So lots of fun stuff going on with Ethan Page. We will see what's next. But we move along, guys. We have more to talk about with ROH, but stay 
in touch with us on the back end of the show for the TNA reboot that is off to a great start. Nick Nemeth against uh, Trey Miguel tonight. Ali is coming in. Really fun stuff in the vignette. They are off to a great start with this rebrand. I'm so happy for them. But we got more ROH to talk about now. Very exciting stuff here cooking. A really impressive episode considering half their talent was on a boat for the Jericho cruise and another All half right. of it was <laughs> on collision. But good stuff in our ROH World Tag Team Championship Proving Ground match. I am... I'm just filthy, Reg. Okay. Mm. I love me some filthy Tom Waller. He is an absolute badass. So Him good. and Fred Rosser, really fun tag team match here with Taven and Mike Bennett. Um, again, I keep going back to nobody has ever proved their ground on this right. show. Mm -mm. And that continues to be the case here. Now, this is not the place for somebody to win uh proving ground match because they don't work consistently there. So I don't think the follow-up would be something that's simple and easy to book. This also right. helps advance the story in, in New Japan a little bit, too. Um, but I really, really love um, Filthy Tom, who had his fancy Daisy Dukes on tonight with the flowers, by the way, uh, and Fred Rosser. Fred Rosser so underestimated and how hard-hitting he is. That is a hard-hitting son of a mm -hmm. bitch out there. Um, and Filthy Tom, with that MMA background, and uh, just... Everything looks so real because he knows what it takes to make something look so real, but everything so efficiently used. I feel like this is someone that felt like they deserved the shot at the shot, kind of. Like, when you have people coming in from the outside world of the program you're watching, they kind of have to look really badass to look like they fit in the mm. world that you're going for, because it's like, why the hell should they be looking around for a title shot? Um, and they do. They're very explosive, hard-hitting team here. But, of course, your tag team champions retaining here. This was a longer proving ground match than a lot of the ones we've seen. But I'm just – I continue to wait for someone to prove their ground, Reg. Yeah. I uh, I want – I have no idea. I don't know anything, you guys. But I want to know how hands-on with this television show that our friend Rocky Romero is because this felt pretty, pretty – Pretty, pretty Rocky Romero influenced on a lot of this that we saw today in a good way, of course, because Rocky Romero is the man right here. This is a perfect shining example. Okay. This was a new Japan strong match. Essentially that we're watching here. We had uh, filthy Tom Lawler, Fred Rosser, and the commentary was emphasizing the things that they've done on new Japan strong yes. to tell us the story of why these guys are so awesome. And almost proving ground made them look even more awesome. I think maybe I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be brought back, but these could, this could have been two guys you could have used to prove ground because sure. separately they're two badasses getting them together. Like, of course they would last this long with the champions, but then in the end it makes the champions look kick ass if they're beating two badass guys like this in less than 10 minutes. So I understand the story that was told. This is strong, though. Seeing our boys, the kingdom here every week doing this proven ground match is legit all we ever wanted. Not the hardest thing in the world. Put the champions on, have them in competitive matches, build a bunch of tag teams, and then one day somebody's going to beat them and it's going to be worth something. Pretty easy. The kingdom, I think, are in a great position here because they represent ROH so much. They're a great tag team. They still do um they 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 have like kind of an old school style uh with their tag team work but they still do new innovative spots that make them relevant in today's climate so 
I loved everything about this. Bring back Filthy Tom and Fred Rosser because they're just punch you in the mouth style and grittiness is needed here in Ring of Honor. And more tag teams like this are welcome. Agreed. Agreed. And I really liked um, I had a, I had a small issue with Wheeler Yuta and Tom Lawler for that pure title because I was like, I really wanted Tom Lawler to win because it felt like he was outpacing Wheeler a little bit. And that's not a fault of Wheeler. It's not a fault of Tom Lawler's. He just out wrestles him and he's so much bigger than him is how it felt to me. Um, They're such badasses on their own. Would not hate seeing them tag forever though. Cause they are both like very, very strong, very hard hitting dudes. A lot of fun. We got some super chats. It was Travis Lindsay who said in this chat saying happy for Ethan oh, yeah. Page, but he's better as a heel in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. And we talked a little bit about that and feeling mm-hmm. dreepy saying I missed the pure division. What happened to the pure division? RIP the pure division. Where have you gone? Where is Josh Woods? Why, Why is it Angelico in the pure division? I just, I miss. miss Or like, if you're going to put it on you to just put you on the show, then why are you guys doing this to us? This show is sponsored by better help. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Or, like, I know Shibata's coming back, but, like, can't we have a division that doesn't involve the champions even? Like, isn't there going to be a contendership shot? I want my pure mansions. I want my technical nerdiness, and I want my rules, and I want my rope breaks and i want my um open hand punches and fit. i want it all i miss my pure division so much um but i do i really do because especially in shows that um this one was an hour 45 we were normally getting two hours i kind of mm. like the shorter format honestly Same. um but i do appreciate having something that breaks it up in that way like even in NXT, they have the Heritage Cup, which has rounds in it. So it just feels a little different than a traditional wrestling match. 
Um, I, I really like having the time limit belt in New Japan, things like mm -hmm. that, that kind of break this up a little bit. Just for me, um, but that's also my favorite thing in wrestling is technical wrestling. So right. <laughs> they might not feel the same way. I'm a nerd, so give <laughs> me my checkers. But <laughs> I can embrace who I am. I know what I am. But we move along to Billy Starks and a name thief, quite frankly. <laughs> Killer Kate. <laughs> name thief. Killer Kate, okay? Listen, killer Kate. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I don't give killer. Do I not give up that vibe? If I was picking a wrestler named Kate, killer would be like very far down the list, but that's just me. I don't know. You could have a different side. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the the time of day. If I have like a killer Kelly's going to kill you first, like you got to get past that. It's true. You know, that's a really good point. They should have, mm -hmm. they should have like a, a match for that. Okay. But mm -hmm. she wasn't going to win here anyway, because <laughs> Billy Starks looked great in this. My goodness. Can that yeah. woman wrestle? Mm -hmm. So impressive in this. I loved, uh, I forget what the, the name of the finisher was that she used. Segoya driver. She, mm -hmm. Was it? Mm -hmm. um looked really 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 good in this just a pleasure to see her continue to blossom here knew she was going to get the win she's going to be kept strong going into that tv title picture um knew she's going to be kept strong as one of the minions of athena and a breakout star here but she just um continues to show you something different week over week with these matches i absolutely love seeing it and love her putting my little imposter in her place <laughs> okay but great match here I love um she's maintained even though she's working a little bit more heel in Athena's minion she's maintained a lot of the innocence that we know is still there and the yep. um magnetism that makes you want to root for her. I always appreciate that when it's just little shifts that somebody makes to turn heel or face rather than like you're a different person now. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's my preference. It's more believable here. Uh, but good stuff. Good stuff from Miss Billy and Killer Kate got a little bit of offense in here but this was Billy's night to shine. What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I like that the way that they're trying to tell this story with uh, Billy Starks. I love that Nyla has been like, where's Billy Starks? Where's Billy Starks? And Lexi's always like, yo, she, you just missed her. She's over here, blah, blah, blah. You can't see her. Meanwhile, Billy's like building her way to the ROH Women Television Championship, which I think is great. It's like, I don't have time to focus on Nyla right now. Like, I have a mission. Athena told me to go get this belt. And if I don't go get it, Athena's going to kill me. I can't worry about Nyla when Athena's going to kill me first. So really great story. But on the beyond that, I think that she looks better with every match, as we said. But she's like in the gym. She's getting bigger. Like all the cool, all the great things like a wrestler would do. Consistently working out uh, her wrestling style and skill. Like she's such a, a, a sponge of everything, it seems like. Uh, great talent. Uh, she looked amazing today in this match. And if she wins that ROH uh, Women's Television Championship, I wouldn't be mad at all. They've been telling this story for a while. We thought that she might be the Athena. So, I mean, the good story that they could tell here is her winning. But then I saw what Red Velvet did later in the show that we're going to talk about. And, like, damn. I don't know. I don't know, Kate. I don't know. 
it feels like there's a lot of people that could be in this spot. Like it, mm. it feels like it could be Queen Aminata tomorrow. It feels uh, like it could be Red Velvet. It feels like it could be Queen. Velvet. It feels like it could be Taya. There are so many women um, that feel like that they have a legitimate shot at this and it just makes everything about it so much more interesting because you're not playing the chess of, okay, well, she's definitely going to beat her. And then this is going right. to, you're kind of more just like, well, damn, it could be any of these people. So mm. I love seeing that. Really good stuff here. I would prefer, this is just personal preference, it would be sound wrestling logic to have Billy win. Yeah. I'm getting tired of stories where <laughs> all of a certain faction or alliance own all of the gold. Yeah, um, agreed. Max was that way with Adam Cole for a bit. The bloodline mm. is constantly that way. Judgment Day has been that feel mm. Um, with tag titles and Rhea having a title and Damien having the briefcase. That's just me. Um, I get the idea of that. And it also, certain factions, I wouldn't mind it with. I wish they did that. I with was Imperium. like, there's another one's go coming up, but that's Damage Control, who's also trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that mm -hmm. a little bit, but they, they also kind of made that around the breakup, too. Mm -hmm. Like the, I, I think that's going to be an impetus for the breakup of the group. Mm -hmm. um certain factions i think warrant it like the the fact that um imperium hasn't had tag team gold while gunther has been on this run seems silly to me like mm -hmm. but i just uh especially i'm just always rooting for like women's wrestling and in a an underdog brand kind of i'm like let's spread the wealth right. out a little bit but wouldn't be mad about it wouldn't be mad about it just from a a preference perspective that is me but guys Get in your super chats as we continue to talk about ROH. Um, we are going to have so much more for you on FIFO Select. Into next week, uh, there's a ton going on. We're obviously, for better or worse, on the road to WrestleMania right now with everything going on in WWE. Injury updates going to be uh, coming your way with a lot of things. So much with the, the free agent news and the contract signing. So please subscribe to FIFO Select. Best $5 in the biz. We also just had the Fightful Awards. If you didn't check them out, you're missing out. Well, they were really, really fun. We had a good time yesterday. Um, a lot of wonderful sponsors that came through. I, it's in my pinned tweet who sponsored us. So please go and support all of the people who sent in money to help make those awards possible because trophies are really expensive when they're not extremely cheesy looking. So their support helps us out a lot. A lot going on in the Fightful world and a lot happening at Fightful Select. So go over there and subscribe. And please leave a thumbs up on this video. Helps people find us. Now, I usually say, like, we're the underdog brands. But, man, TNA side has got Nick Nemeth and Ali and all sorts of stuff going on. So um, we've got some, some viable third competition coming up, which is pretty cool. So love to see that. We got a chat from Christopher Marino saying, no matter who wins the women's TV title, look at all the challengers. So yeah. awesome. Now, that's yep. almost the story in itself, right? It that is, is the beauty of tournaments in general. But that is also the beauty of a diverse set of women's wrestlers. Yep. Um, and if it feels like any of them can win, certainly feels like any of them can challenge for it, Reg. Yep, exactly. I think that, like you said, I forgot about Queen Aminata. I'm like, man, I kind of want her to win. After the smash that we're going to talk about here, I'm like, she kind of shot up to the top of this. They emphasize it in the, the commentary, and it's like, yeah, like you said, there's so many that we think could win, but that just means that there's that many challengers for the eventual winner that is going to be, they're going to be chomping at the bit to get a shot against this person. So yeah, it's just so exciting for 
the division. But then I'm like, what about the 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 uh women's the ROH women's championship? Is it just all Nyla? Who's next after her? What's going on up there too? So you know, it's good space to be in, I think though. Agreed. Agreed. And um, more appropriate for you to speak about than to me, but it's it's really nice that we saw so many incredible black women's wrestlers as we're yeah. talking about the names for this picture. Trisha Dora's in the mix, Red Velvet's in the mix, Queen Amanada's in the mix. Nyla Rose is a contender and she's black. So um, it doesn't, I, I can't speak to it with any um, authority, but I will say it feels like maybe some of the matches that we got might be intentional throughout the month of kicking off Black History mm-hmm. Month, but it feels like the rise of this division was completely organic and that the product has, I, I have felt that way that the product has done a good job of that regardless, even when I was one of the eight people who was watching it before it shut down, <laughs> you had Shane Taylor and Jonathan Gresham as completely different wrestlers. You yeah. had um, luchadors and LSG as Hispanic talent. Like there's always mm-hmm. been diversity within the diversity, which is something I appreciated. And it seems like that's been a priority here, but I just, as it's the beginning of like history month, especially if there's anything you wanted to call out about that. Yeah. I think that this show specific, if you just watched the show, you'd be like, wow, the, the, the diversity over here and looks awesome. We got queen. We got Trish. We Wesley got has Velvet, no representation problems Kira, at all. If you, you watch know what I mean? Like you yeah. just watched the show. They're you're like, what are these people talking about? It's great, but no, <laughs> shout out to, uh, it seems like the, the ROH TV, women's tv championship is going to be maybe where the black women over here shine but yeah just like you're saying kate i think this uh representation over here it feels really good to me because all these women are so different but beyond them being so different they're all so good like athena like you said we just talked about athena getting the award for being the best like she's far on the way so good but queen amanada is like i've never seen someone uh that is new and that gets me excited to see them work like she does. Red Velvet looks spectacular in her return from injury. She looks rejuvenated. She looks awesome. Trisha Dora is so good. She could be the world champion in any company in the world right now. I'd strap every rocket to her and she's in here taking falls. That's another story for another day. But like that's, it's just an exceptional amount of people. And like, like you said, in the ROH, women's title division it's nyla and athena two black women back to back it's like everywhere you kind of turn there's this great representation being had but the thing that makes me the most excited is they're all so so good at this it's just great to see hell yeah roh women's wrestling is a work rate brand and we've already talked about this before but that's just never been the case so that's that's something really cool to see that women's wrestling and ROH is like a an in-ring excellence type of women's wrestling brand that's really cool yep speaking of excellent women's wrestlers Layla Hirsch and Rachel Elring are backstage now Layla Hirsch is someone if you told me a few months ago who was winning that secondary title she probably would have been the first name out of my mouth but this Rachel Elring story it's gotten a little weird on us and I feel like <laughs> it's bogging her down. Now I didn't see last week's episode. So if I'm missing anything, feel free to let me know. But we got Rachel Elring cutting a promo backstage being joined by Layla Hirsch, where she says she's looking forward to the ROH women's TV championship tournament bracket and uh, would not face each other for the tournament here. Now um that sure feels like a great way to tell us they are going to face each other. Yeah. 
yeah. for this tournament. Is Maria just not a part of this anymore? She's gone. Um, she's gone from this. Okay, so I didn't miss anything mm-hmm. last week. It just seems mm-hmm. like she's exited the picture. That yes. might have something to do with her husband and Matt Taven being back on this brand and what's going on with um, Cole Carter and Griff Garrison, of course. So maybe it was just better for her to exit, but that just felt very unresolved for a while. Um, this is great, though. Rachel Alvering has looked wonderful in ROH. Layla Hirsch is great. Uh, so we will see what happens, but it does not feel like they're going to be, either of them will be winning because it feels like the story is going to be about them facing each other and that might be a secondary feud. Any mm-hmm. thoughts on this backstage that we got? Uh, Yeah, just a regular one run of the mill type thing. Another secondary story, I think, is the, is the best deal. You know, we just want more stories to be told with this woman. Yeah, last week they did a promo where Rachel was like, Hey, if anybody can beat you in this tournament, it'd be somebody who's been watching you for the last couple of months and know every all of your moves. They're kind of, you know, planting seeds on what could be the end of this relationship. And I think they'll probably eliminate each other from the tournament at this point. But like I said, them having another story that can be gone beyond any championship, I think is the most important part of this. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Lord Kev says, breaking news, new ROH signing, newcomer Ronda Audi. <laughs> we play a lot of pun games on Tuesdays that he's around for, and the last one was airplanes. I think he went into auto world for us, which I appreciate, <laughs> but <laughs> we are going to keep things moving. Um, little behind the curtain for you. Uh, we have a Blue Chew ad to play tonight, and normally I come up with inappropriate little segues to get to those Blue Chew ads, Uh, This does not seem like an appropriate week for that. So I am just going to let Sean Rossoff tell you all about uh, our Blue Chew sponsor shortly here. Um, But just felt wrong to make a weird joke about it. But this is genuinely something to do with men's health. So um, if it is a product that's appropriate to you, we hope you'll listen to the advantages and benefits of it sincerely. Uh, and I have to switch brand profiles. Play it. One second. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling it up right now. We are not Sour Grabs, but we are playing a Blue Chew ad. So there you go. Is your sex life stuck in developmental? Well, get ready for a call up with BlueChew.com and the code FIFL. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but how about this? No awkward in-person visits. No trips to the pharmacy. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. But let me tell you, your package is not going to be discreet when you use Blue Chew and the code Fightful. Helps to give you that confidence, that performance to take you straight to the main event, if you know what I'm saying. When approved online by one of our physicians, it just arrives straight to your door. You're not going to have people nosing around with what you're doing. And right now, you get your first shipment free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Go straight to the top. You know what I mean. Memorable performance, high spot, you know, whatever other innuendos you can think of, bluechew.com and the code FIGHTFUL. Bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL, I'm sure. As the world turns, we'll be getting back to me making very inappropriate jokes to get back to those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just felt like the wrong call this week, and there was a little bit of a a controversial segment that felt weird to play that on Tuesday. So we moved it over here to our ROH audience, and we appreciate you guys helping us out. But we're going to keep moving along uh, to the righteous defeating the infantry. And uh, I got 
a little bit of a complaint here. Now I love commentary talking about the fact that the Righteous have won five matches in a row. That is awesome. That's excellent work by Caprice and Ian. They get the win here. This match was a whole lot of fun. They looked great. Um, but sometimes Lance Archer is with them and sometimes he is not. <laughs> and they fought for the custody of Stu Grayson and now Stu Grayson's nowhere to be found. Um, does Do they not use deodorant or something? Like why, <laughs> why will nobody continue to hang out with these guys? Are they a tag team? Are they a trio? They're such an impressive act that for me, I would love to see somebody stick around with them. I, I felt like Lance Archer is such a good fit and I would love to see them be trios champions. I would love to see the three of them versus bullet club gold. Are you kidding me? That sounds like mm -hmm. an absolute blast, but it just seems to be a little bit stuck in the mud on this. Uh, but that being said, the, the match that we got tonight was super fun. Carly and Sean Dean looked great. I love the crowd getting into the hoorah in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Super, super fun. Um, two very, very different teams from two very different groups. But I, I really liked this. It's had a little bit more time than the big boss man slam and going home that we were getting kind of from the uh, from the righteous, a more competitive match. Both teams looking great. I am getting a little bit worried about my infantry squad taking so many L's, though. With Trisha Dora, the infantry losing a couple times here. They felt like contenders, and they've taken some losses of late. Um, so I, I just hope they stay relevant and in the mix. But the righteous are great. I have no problem with this, and it was a, a very, very fun match. Your thoughts? Yeah, both these teams are kind of in that what are they doing position because now they have Trish back with the infantry. She's been away from the infantry for a long time. It's like, what do you guys want to do with both these teams? I uh, also am on your side. I thought the Righteous and Lanch Archer was a great kind of squad together. They could have been a really good trios and kind of opposite of what I was saying about the Iron Savages. I think that they the Righteous would be high up on the totem pole anywhere that these uh trios championships are if they're in ring of honor if they're in aew they could be fighting for them in any spot with lance archer so i don't really understand that but also kind of along the same lines of the iron savages they fill such a huge role uh the righteous as a ring of honor uh tag team in that division that i'm not so mad at this and them getting a win over the infantry i think kind of shows where they land upon this uh i think that them like if they announced an ROH title match right now with the kingdom and the righteous, it would make sense. It's already a story that they've been telling and it would kind of be a good match. So I'm not mad at this. Agreed. And they are one of those nice holdovers from the last era of ROH too. I feel like they had a lot of a similar feeling as we've had with Dalton castle, where people are just right. kind of rooting for them really behind them. A lot of people were as frustrated as you and I were with the booking against MJF um at wrestle dream so it was it's nice to see them being made to continue to feel important well we move on to queen abanada versus Riza clark who i was not familiar with great in the ring um mm -hmm. another just really strong kick-ass woman i love to see it but man i don't know if i've seen anyone come in and take over the way queen abanada as from a lesser known name spot to where she is at now Holy hell. First of all, she's had just a lot of matches over the past couple weeks since she's reappeared, and she's looked fantastic in all of them. Uh, I kind of want her to come in and win this thing at this point, man. This has been so much fun to see how strong she has looked. She gets the win here. Um, it, as great as she is in ring, her command and her presence has just been outstanding. Every time you look at her, it's just like, 
if she wants to sell eight by tens, any frame of any time she's on screen is one. Like every single one. Man's <laughs> command. She's she's a beautiful woman, but like and and the way that she goes about business, her facial expressions. She's getting close to the Britt Baker level of finding the hard cam school. Uh, really, really, really impressive stuff. She showed out tonight, but I love how much we're seeing her across all these brands. And man, you're going to have a hard time selling me on someone else to win this tournament because she has just taken over in the best way possible. Really good stuff here too. And I also like seeing her against someone a lot bigger than her. Like it, it felt like a, a really cool test against a, a, a relatively unknown or lesser known by me, at least talent. So to see her win against someone who looks imposing coming in there, even if you're less familiar with her work, really, really great stuff. Absolutely adore seeing this from Queen Amanada. I, I want her, I'm going to say it. I want her to win that TV title now. Now I'm mm -hmm. in the mood. Like, I, I now have a, a strong horse in a race with a lot of really, really great challengers. Uh, but man, she's looking great, man. Look, I'm going to recommend you guys one match on this show. There was some really fun stuff. Kate will probably recommend you guys Tito and Grigo Loco. But for me, this match right here, short and sweet, Queen Amanada, I'm telling you guys, generational talent already. You know that scene in Step Brothers when Will Ferrell sings the song and then John C. Riley's like, I can't even look at you. Like, that's how I feel about Queen Amanada sometimes. <laughs> like, like. It's Your voice too bright like over there. Yeah. I'm telling, like, I can't even look at her on the screen. Like, she shines so bright through the screen. She is like something you have to see to believe. The strikes in this match, I noticed that Queen Amanada be talking a lot of shit too in her matches <laughs> in a good way. Like, she, she's consistently yelling or tell, telling, saying stuff, uh, saying this girl deserved it. Like, everything in this was big time, big match. And I'm on the same side as Kate. Maybe the next Ring of Honor television, women's television champion, needs to be the queen because there's not a lot of people in wrestling, men, women, they, anybody that has a presence like Queen does. You know, I appreciate that you called out that she was talking all that shit because when I watch wrestling, I want to see people talk shit and beat each other up. That's it. That's mm -hmm. what I want to see out of wrestling most of the time. And when I was complaining about CM Punk's promos on the return, they were like, you're an AEW homer. And I was like, no, he's just talking and not beating anybody up. And I want to see him beat people up. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Get in there. Talk that shit. Just like Queen Amanada does. That's what I love about Gabe Kidd. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And then he does. Yep. Like, sometimes wrestling just needs to be that simple. <laughs> mm -hmm. And she made it that simple for us today. But you mentioned... I think we got our, our matches of the night back-to-back, -back, which is pretty great. We got the bad dude versus the base god here in a really, really fun match. I talk about this a lot where I feel like sometimes you see people in the right environment and it makes sense to you. Cody in WWE feels like it makes sense. Claudio in AEW feels like it makes sense. Tonight, I got that feel with actually both Tito and Gringo Loco, but... Tito, maybe most of all, I was like, that feels like the home for him. I've seen him in New mm -hmm. Japan and Impact when it was Impact. But ROH just felt like the right place for the right guy tonight. Loved, loved, loved this match. Really liked Gringo Loco going up against someone bigger than him, too. Or like in the same weight class, because we're so used to seeing him with luchadors who are smaller than him. Um, this was a really fun match. Really different for both of these guys. Little things of... 
Gringo Loco going to the top rope where he's more comfortable, going for that twisting springboard moonsault, and Tito rolling out of the way. And later, he goes to the top rope again, and Tito catches him because he has it scouted. Those little things, it's my favorite shit in wrestling. I loved it so much. Both of them looked great. Different strengths, but similar weights here. I felt like Tito so explosive with the offense. Gringo Loco doing what he does best. We could talk about him all day. But I love that, like, Tito, who I'm always rooting for, and Gringo Loco, who you're mm -hmm. always rooting for because mm -hmm. you're a flipping and spinning guy in the ring yep. tonight. I felt like this was great, and I felt like it was really different for both of them, but especially Gringo Loco to get out of I'm the base for Luchador's world. Like, it was nice to see a different side of him here. Yeah, Gringo Loco's not just the luchador base god. He's the everybody base god. Uh, Tito, I think sometimes when you see a wrestler and you don't know them, um, first impressions mean a lot, perceptions a lot, and I thought that he showed exactly who he was today. There's a time, there's about, there's thing in wrestling about timing, spacing, uh, uh, fluidity, and all these things, and I thought that bad dude Tito showed all of that. It's a California guy, so he knows some lucha, so it wasn't totally out of his realm being in there with Gringo Loco, and he showed a little bit of that lucha spirit here in this show, and I was surprised that he got the victory here, but then I was also like, oh yeah, this is a Rocky Romero show, so this also makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you're back there, Rocky. I know what you're doing. I see you, brother. No, this was a great showing. I thought of both wrestlers and if bad dude tito is here more in ring of honor i'm all for it i am too um i hope that's a symptom of things to come because it did just feel like right environment for that guy to me i, I don't know it just I, clicks in an extra layer and when people are in the brand that feels like it's the best fit for them so absolutely right. loved it had a had a great time with it and had a really fun time um with this next match we got the four corner survival match with Red Velvet defeating Kira Hogan, Diamante, and Trisha Dora. We get a brief promo from Red Velvet before this, where she's promised to make all eyes would be on her for that ROH television championship. Um, really good stuff here. Um, we talk about it week over week. They got to figure out how to make Trisha Dora feel more important because she's great. And I can't just say, like, what a great bridging German suplex every single week. Like she's so much more than that. You got to give her some singles matches and some wins. She should feel important on this. She's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. Red Velvet getting the win here. I don't have a problem with it's, it's just hard because you don't want any of these women to take a pin here at all. Uh, Kira Hogan has been made to feel important. Diamante probably should take a pin in this because she seems to be in this tag team angle with Mercedes uh, yeah. Martinez. So I, I was a little confused about why she wasn't the one to take the pin unless they're setting something up between Velvet and Trish. But um, I'm, I'm kind of getting over her feeling vo so vulnerable in this product. She's she's way better than she's being booked. Um, but the match itself was a, a blast. Red Velvet, you said it earlier, since her return, like just on a different level, just a different wrestler since she's come back in a, in a good way. Very confident. Um, her in-ring feels like she's grabbed a little bit of control over her um, almost Darby Allen-esque style where you would be like, I'm very scared you're actually going to kill somebody um, or yourself in the way that she would just go so full force. It feels like she's gotten that under control a little bit. So very, very cool to see this. Uh, your thoughts on our women's four-corner match here? 
Yeah, Red Velvet doesn't feel as destructive as she used to. It was, I love the destructive shit that she was into, but it was just crazy. Like, a lot of stuff was happening. Now she feels like uh, she's grown into her character. She's grown into her in-ring style. I thought her strikes looked great today. She just feels more comfortable in-ring. And she's really showing that she could be this champ, too. Her and Queen meeting somewhere in here, having a strike off, having a a, a, a presence off, I think is kind of the way to go. Everybody else looked great in this, too. They're all contenders for this ROH Women's Television Championship. And I've been liking these uh, multi-women matches that they've been having these last couple of weeks because it gives a chance for everybody to shine. Because it, 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 it's accompanying a couple of match women's matches that we already have on the show. So it's not taking away in that aspect. It's just giving everybody the opportunity to do their thing. These are really good leading into whatever we're going to get. Are we going to get a tournament? Are we going to get a battle Royal? How are we going to crown this champion? I think this is a good way to build contenders though. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. It feels like somebody's going to win and then there's going to be four or five women that are ready to go right after it. Like that's, right. that's just awesome. So Really good stuff. And if tournaments are successful, they'll hopefully build side feuds for them. So mm-hmm. good stuff here, guys. We've got the TNA post show coming up right after we talk about this last match. So much for them to get into, including Nick Nemeth versus Trey Miguel. Whatever Ali's doing to come and take over the world here. Such good stuff. Feel free to get in those super chats for us as we close out this show or for that TNA crew. If there's anything specific you want to talk about, we've already got one of them set aside for that crew. Very excited to bring Joel and the wonderful Cresta in momentarily. But before we do, Lee Johnson showing out against Blake Christian, Alex Zane, and Jack Cartwheel. Alex Zane, hilariously, I was like, okay, yes, this is a Rocky show. I get it. Um, but in a good way, I would love more of a crossover with New Japan Strong and ROH because they're two of my favorite brands. Um mm-hmm. But I got to say, very happy for Lee Johnson, breakout star in ROH, I feel like, over the course of the past few months. But Jack Cartwheel, like, unbelievable in matches like this especially. Like, I have no idea how he controls and makes his style so fluid in general with what he's able to do in there. To do so in a four-pack absolutely blows my mind. Some of the stuff from the top rope in particular I don't know how the execution and the transitions are so clean when they're so acrobatic and a cartwheel based offense, I guess you would call it. This is really, really, really good stuff. He's always such a standout in general, but in matches like these, especially I'm, I find it unbelievable that none of it feels all that superfluous or excessive. Like it's always uh, in line with the idea of trying to win a match, which is where a lot of people with the style can kind of lose me, not him, but tonight was Lee Johnson's night. I just felt like he had a breakout showing in this, though. I mean, really, really good stuff. Uh, your thoughts as we close out our episode of ROH tonight? Yeah, I like them establishing Lee Johnson again. They keep doing this. They build <laughs> him up, they build him up, and then they knock him down. But the buildup of him is always so good because he's super talented. He had a bunch of great dance partners in here. Blake Christian, the GCW World Champ, was here on display again. He's looking more and more... In wrestling right now. Yeah, his, his, they're his stashed up there. around here. Yeah. <laughs> they're making a lot of, uh, um, I think, good moves in establishing guys like this, establishing Alex uh, Zane, establishing this kind of core of ROH that they've always had. This was a great way to do that. Lee Johnson is a contender for the uh, for Kyle Fletcher's belt. 
He's a contender for that pure division whenever that happens. He's a a, 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 a stalwart, I think, in the future of Ring of Honor. So this is a good win from him. I love that they ended the show with two four-corner survivals. I think that the what they're building here is very Rocky Romero S. And I think they ended the show <laughs> with some more Rocky Romero. Good stuff. Hell yeah to that. And hell yeah to Joel and Cresta, who we're gonna bring on right now as they're gonna give you the TNA rundown. But we will read one more super chat from Meet Normus, who says, Here's a small sack of monies for snacks or whatever. Since Slim Jim is the final nail in Vince's departure, I'll say meet forever. Appreciate y'all. Well, I called Slim J Slim Jim by accident. So you are very on point with the show tonight. To it. Um, but I'm very excited to turn it over to the TNA crew who has had an influx of talent. And by the way, backstage have been Mansoor and Mason, which has made me very happy. I went and got one of their M&M hoodies. I can confirm it is extremely comfortable. <laughs> so uh, they have a lot of really fun designs. So uh, just to put them over, I love those guys. And this hoodie is extremely comfortable in my growing collection of wrestling hoodies. Swab Mansour on Twitter. Great Black Otaku <laughs> on Twitter. Um, their Twitch streams every Monday are super fun. Check them out. But um, I'm hoping that we get to see them in TNA a bunch because I love those guys. But we got Nick Nemeth and Ali and a new star at TNA. How are you guys doing, Cresta and Joel? Tired. I think we're both tired. I think we are the sleepy late night crew. Like seriously, me and Joel were cutting promos and ideas. Like we're old, we're beat up, but Joel actually works with children. I'm the baby here. Mm -hmm. mine, was, mine was home sick today, so it's been a long day. Um, Ooh. I use an ergonomic mouse now. You ever, you ever use one of these things? Uh, I, I that's I used dirty to. for me. This, is, this thing is I brought you on to talk about dudes and gals beating each other up, and you're like, oh, here's my ergonomic mouse. Wow, dragon. Yeah, Not the glasses, too. Yeah. You're a bully. You're a jerk. All right. Joel's just trying to tell us about his ergonomic mouse. I'm, I'm, a, I'm all new talent infusion, Nick Nemeth, Ali, and they're like, I'm tired. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Uh, you'll listen, drag us. Listen, I'll call event. you Brian Danielson. Well, you're Canadian. I can't even say that. I was going to say oh, call yeah. you Brian Danielson because you're American Dragon tonight, but you're Canadian. Hey. So wow. 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 That joke was on the floor, Kate. <laughs> mm -hmm. I made it before. I'll make it again. You're stuck yeah. with it. <laughs> all you need to know, all you need to know is that this best of three with Ace of Bays and Grizzled Young Veterans is going to live up to the hype. Match yes. tonight, and it was really, really good. So go out of your way to watch that. If you watch nothing else from TNA Impact tonight, that's the match. I thought good the to whole know. show, top to bottom, was really good. I only have one complaint, but I'll save that for the post show. I'm, I'm trying to give peace a chance. Mm. <laughs> good luck. I don't with that. know how that is going to manifest for Cresta. Like she doesn't seem like the the like piece of chance type, but um, we will, it's a good cliffhanger. We're going to have to stick around to find what Cresta's complaint with tonight's show was, but <laughs> we'll hand it over to you two. Have fun. Try and stay awake out there. Grab some caffeine, talk some wrestling. We'll get out of your hair. Have a great night, guys. Peace, uh, thanks. Be have... great. Y'all hope you find $20 on the floor. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
that's a wild thing to say <laughs> i mean honestly that's my going away greeting when i leave my muggle job i'm like you guys all look nice hope you find 20 dollars on the floor if no one else tells you your butt looks amazing in those jeans amazing you're such a you're such a good person 